Our hopes are high today. It's going to be an amazing, amazing Sunday. I love that encouragement, babe. Honest. I mean, Jesus walked with the crowds, but he saw the individuals. He sees you. Even just this week when I was out on my run, it snowed. Just for me. I'm sure it was. And I got the winter tires on. Just for me. Just for I, just a confession, as we, um, Nancy's going to be joining me today, Looking and we're going to be doing this together. And I'm going to lower that table. I don't think it's the adjustable one. I don't know. I no, think it's good. No, it's that's not. what we get, kid. It is what it is. Yep. Yes. Um, I, I do not look forward to winter. And everybody said, Amen. Um, but for me to fully embrace the Canadian part of me in Christmas, I don't feel it. I, yes, and the pressure at home. Until I have the snowblower gassed up. Come on, somebody. The shear pin's ready to go. The winter tire's on and the scraper out. And then I'm like, let it snow. And even then, I'm like, Lord, send it to Moncton in Jesus' name. Um, but the winter tires are on. The scraper is out. And we're ready. And we cleaned out the shed like great homeowners. Wow. Like we have been on a mission. To my defense, <clears throat> I cleaned out the shed. But anyway, we don't need to bring that up. We don't need to talk about that. We're going to fight. It's okay. We're going to fight. Uh, this morning uh, is a real special Sunday. We're glad you joined us today. And um, We didn't put a title on this, but if I did, it would be looking back and looking forward. And we're going to spend today uh, looking back what God's done, but also looking forward to where we believe God is taking us as a church. So uh, let me pray today. I believe um, we have much to celebrate to church today. Can we have a celebration in this house today? Like We're going to celebrate. So it's been good. a good year. And, it's been a great year. And I also know that as a church, some dreams are going to be birthed today, and I believe God's going to lead us. He is with us today. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for everyone thank that's you, here Jesus. online and in person. God, we thank you for your presence today. And I, again, I just think of the guests here Almighty today. God. God, I pray they'd walk in here just overwhelmed with peace, mm. love, and joy. God, they're in the right place. I pray yes. today they would feel like they're with family today. Thank God, you. I'm also asking they'd feel your presence. God, that they would feel that hope is real. Forgiveness is possible, Father, and strength is here. Mm -hmm. God, I pray for us as church members, Lord. I thank you that you've drawn us together, strange as neighbors, uh, so little in common on our own, but together under your name and your banner and your forgiveness, we are one. We are family. Mm -hmm. So, God, we dedicate these next few minutes. God, we pray you'd be lifted up. We'd make much of you yes, and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Uh, yesterday was emailed, if you're on our mailing list, if you didn't get an email, it's because you're not on our mailing list. Um, our 2000, I was going to say 2019, but our 2020, I'm stuck in 2019 in many ways. 2022 impact report was emailed to you yesterday. Um, and this is where really we unpack some of the numbers from our church, our giving, our finances, um, where we've been as a church, where we put our priorities. And church, we have much to celebrate as a church. We have much to celebrate, and uh, in challenging times, very challenging times, and I don't believe that's um, just for churches. I know it's been that way for families, for individuals. It's a challenging time. We as a church have been stable, and we've not wavered um, as a church financially, um, community, um, in gathering, um, and our vision, and we want to thank God for that, but also want to thank us, the church, for the community we have of unity um, we have a lot to celebrate. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Um, our church is not just, again, ministries, although important. It's you. And you've gathered faithfully. You've come out. Um, again, it was just a minute ago. We were just coming and working our way out of COVID. Um, and we've, we've just surpassed in our church families, the numbers. Um, but I just want to talk about one of the ministries, which is Next Steps. I want to celebrate that so much. When Mike and I first went off to some training to learn about a new model of church that we saw would feel, would be fit for Nova Scotia, they talked about Next Steps. And Mike thought, it, there's no way it's going to work. We're going to set up these classes, and people are going to come in to be a part. Um, just this year alone, we celebrate 45 people who have completed Next Steps and joined into the team and the vision. And are serving. Many are serving and here today. are serving, which is a big deal for your church family because yeah. you get to play a part. 
You don't just come to be um, a taker. You don't just contribute. You actually fill in the gap, mm. and you get to partner alongside what God does in the lives of everybody who walks in through these doors. Which is remarkable, because it wasn't that long ago we were just trying to meet in person. We weren't sure how this was going to go. And then this year, from March on, again, 45 people added to our team, serving in kids, in cafe, in worship, in production, in all areas of the church. People have came in, felt at home, felt like they wanted to join the vision, then went through the four classes that are only 25 minutes, step four is today, uh, and then jumped in to serve that found their fit building behind the vision. That's a lot to celebrate. So in that report, there's some numbers we want to bring out just to highlight a few today. Another one we want to highlight today that God's been so good um, is that over $80,000 from our budget, from your giving, has gone to help those outside of our church. Just think about that. Think about that. So that's not kids' ministry or helping our teenagers or helping you. If you've been helped in any way, that's not our services. That's not salaries. That's not, um, um, we'll get into it, the venue menu and pizza nights. That's not going into rent. That's not going into when we help people with alms in our church. That is strictly people that are not a part of Nova's church. We have helped in our budget over around 15% of our budget has gone to help those that will never maybe ever darken the doors of our church, have ever been in a service, um, over $80,000. In a time when churches are trying to survive and get by, I think that is miraculous that we were close to $100,000. And that's only to November. If you look at this budget, we have still had two more months, uh, sort of all November and all December on that budget. It'll be closing in on $100,000 that we are giving out to help people in our city, province, and beyond. For example, um, grocery cards. I think it was close to $5,000. Yeah, I, I mean, in the report it shows 44, but we definitely are surpassing that, especially in December. It's and gonna so, be great. So people that call and we have a, a, a um, criteria they go through and answer questions and try to make sure the need is authentic and, and in most cases, as it really is, and we are able to help put groceries on their table. You are able to put groceries on their table. As of date of today, uh, it's around $5,000 so far that we've gone out that people that needed help immediately, and your giving has helped that. Um, also, temporary shelters. If you remember, we helped purchase a temporary shelter that? that was supposed to yeah. be temporary, uh, but now it's, it's permanent, and the yeah. need is so much need Great in the city day. for housing. The, um, people without homes in Halifax has doubled in the last year. Uh, and we are part of a small part of, of that solution right. and working towards that. And we have helped um, 365 days someone to head shelter because of your giving, something to celebrate. Backpacks for kids going back to school. Hundreds of kids uh, started school this September with backpacks full of supplies. Hundreds of kids. Um, that's a lot to be thankful for. And we're a part of the denomination, the Fellowship of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And we have given over $50,000 um, to help churches all across the Maritimes. Um, their vision is healthy churches, thriving churches in every community. And because of our giving, um, our consistent giving, we're able to help provide um, help for pastors, support for churches, plant new churches, um, help stabilize ones that were unstable, and help um, stable churches in every corner of New Brunswick, PEI, and Nova Scotia. It's a big deal. Every time I have conversations with social workers, and maybe some of you are in this room, um, during everything that we've navigated with COVID, all these conversations were coming up about, we need more help. We just can't help enough. Um, how else can we do more? And the social workers, though a great, amazing government um, supplement into the lives of people, th- their funds are drying up as well. Like they're trying their best. Mm. And they would, I was so proud to say as a leader of this church of what we were doing with our resources to come Mm. alongside and help and partner in our community, in our government and in our world. It was, I mean, every social worker, Mm. they're like, we just can't get enough help. And we help, we practically are able to do that in all those areas, which betters the mental health, And it's an endless um, check of boxes that we're able to do with our resources because we lower the tension and the stress. That's what Jesus did. Jesus did the same thing with what was in his hands. He freely gave so that it could make a difference. And we practically get to be that. And I'm proud of that. The other thing we want to celebrate is this November, Nance. Remind me. Oh, yes. Okay. You guys, again, um, Gathering here in this church is so much bigger than just putting on your Sunday best and showing up 
and making sure that the kids get out the door and just participating in church. Um, we've seen our highest numbers of gathering and growth this November. This November. In the history of our church. In the history of our church. When everything is, again, a little, a little bit challenging, a little bit harder for families, um, both both people and families are working and trying to make money to provide for their family, yet people are carving out time so that they can come to the house of God and and get strengthened and encouraged. Um, and, it, it's, and our kids. Yeah. Our kids, you guys. Um Early COVID, just this year, we didn't even have room for our kids. We weren't allowed to have kids ministry because of numbers. Only 100 allowed in the building. You remember those days? I they mean, weren't that long ago. It 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 was sorrowful. Yeah. It was just not right. Um, when you think about the zeal and the passion and everything that those children bring to the atmosphere, it's it's wrong to have them missing. And I know we were everybody was doing their best just trying to get through. But you guys, we've not only broken crowd numbers, but in our Nova kids, in the families that are trying to walk out their faith, they're bringing their kids and showing up the in record, record numbers. The highest number of kid attendance yes. in the history of our church was this yes. month. Yes. It's a big deal, which That's, means families are coming, kids are hearing the gospel. It's a pipeline. People are being helped. Yeah. It's a wonderful Yes, day. clap. And church, I want to encourage you in conversations we're having. I don't know the conversations you're a part of, but around the country, um, and again, we say this is the glory to God. I don't hear any conversations of people setting records in anything. It's about hanging on, and we thank God that he's helped us hang on. So much um, grace. But if we're honest, we're a little confused by these numbers. <laughs> we're a little confused. A good confused. And we just thank God. And yeah. we thank God for his goodness and you for your faithfulness. So grateful. Um, most churches are trying to, a lot of churches are trying to hang on and get back to pre-COVID numbers. And we sat down in November ago. We don't understand what we're seeing on Sundays. We yeah. don't understand what's happening, but we are just so thankful to God. Yes. We have much to be thankful for. Amen. So thankful. So much to be thankful for. And this is not in our numbers, but we're also thankful for the free cafe that generates so much coffee on Absolutely. Sundays. And everybody said amen, amen. to that. And um, for the thousands of dollars it takes to do that, we love giving, we love away, giving away coffee. We love that. Yeah. And um, we love the conversations and, and relationships that are started over coffee in the lobby. And Make no mistake, you guys, it is intentional. And I teach this in Next Steps. But the minute that coffee gets in your hand and you start a conversation and it lowers the tension, you feel like you're welcome mm. at church. It's not just serving coffee. We actually serve God mm. in those times. And it's, and it's free because of you, because mm. of the resources. It, it's so good. Yeah, from the Bibles we give away to the, Bibles, the gift bags the we give bags. away, um, that guests feel welcome, all that is because of your generosity, and we have much to be thankful for. When a lot of places are trying to keep the lights on, we are actually believing in the Thank mission you, to help people far from God come close to God, and we're able to do that Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and yes. God is up to something he in our is. church, and we have a lot to be thankful for. Um, you can go through, your two, through that report, to that 2022 report. It's in your email. If you did not get it, um, you can sign up for our mailing list, even out in the lobby. We can help you sign up for that. Uh, and we'll get you that report. We have a lot to be thankful for. Uh, as we were preparing for today, we also wanted to share where we're at now as a church and what we feel God's taking us. And um, if you have your Bible today, and hopefully you have a Bible. If you're not, there's a free Bible in the lobby. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 33. I want to read a verse in just a moment. Jeremiah 33. I want to read in a second verse 3. I've shared this story a few times um, in rally, I believe even maybe during a Sunday service, but I didn't share possibly the full story. Um, it was a year ago, um, this month, November, I was traveling to Nashville where I oversee a church there called Seeds Church in Murfreesboro, uh, Tennessee, and I'm an overseer for that church, and um, they planted the same time we did, JD and Jamie, wonderful people, God's blessed them, we're seeing God do things outside Nashville in their church, I was on my way to dedicate their new building, uh, it was a miraculous story how they uh, were able to afford a building and get property, and I was on my way to Nashville, and as I broke across the border, made a run for the border last year in November, I thought, if I'm crossing the border, I need to head to New York. Come on, somebody. Um, I need some street meat and some pizza and some, come on, and it's amazing. Uh, and there's great ministry friends there. And in New York, in November last year, I had a meeting with a well-known pastor in church, which really uh, um, uh, has changed the landscape on prayer uh, in the world, this church. And... I met with the pastor of this church in his office and right in the heart of New York. 
and started hearing what God was doing in their church with missions and what God was doing with their people and how they were navigating the pandemic and vision. And I just went in to hear, just to be blessed by this brilliant pastor and a friend of mine that had introduced us. And we're sitting there just talking about the goodness of God. And we were sharing how God's been faithful to us as a church and how um, I was brag- we were bragging on you guys as a church. And he started sharing the story. And a story came out during that time that a businessman had walked up to the pastor of this church during the pandemic and said, Pastor, I know it's tough in churches right now and God has blessed me in my business and I want to give a million dollars to the church to bless it and help it get through COVID and keep the mission going. The pastor said to the man, I, I have to tell you that God's been good to us as a church and we don't actually need the money. I mean, that's a great response right there. He's like, so here, if it's okay with you, I would like to take that check and divide it into 10 smaller checks and hand out $100,000 to churches that I know in this city aren't doing as well as us. And the business guy said, you know what, that sounds like God, let's do it. And this pastor quietly met with pastors all over New York City and started giving them checks for $100,000. As I sat there, I thought, we're not that far from New York. <laughs> but New York, New Scotland, Nova York, Nova Scotia. I'm like, it kind of fits. We can, it's not that hard. We could draw a parallel. Come on, somebody. I can talk with the accent. Go Yankees. Come. Forget about it. Walk in here. I can do it. Let's go. As I sat there and heard this story, I thought, man, that is just breathtaking. I thought that is just massive. My, my, my brain had a hard time contemplating it. But there was a celebration in the room. I thought, man, God is so good. As I walked out into the heart of the city that day, it was a beautiful day in November. I actually took a picture on my phone. I have it because I felt God's presence like I hadn't really felt in a while. As I'm walking down the street talking to myself, which is not unusual in New York, if you've ever been there, people talk to themselves all the time, so I just fit right in. And they didn't know I was praying, and I just, I said to God out loud, I said, God, where are our miracles? Now, you need to know today, I didn't say it from a heart of greed or jealousy. It wasn't like, man, what about those churches? And I'm on my way to Nashville to pray for a building. It wasn't anything to do with that. I just felt like if I had been honest as one of your pastors during COVID, somewhere inside of me, what had turned into survival and just getting through actually became a lack of faith and a little bit of just protect ourselves at all costs. And I felt like I had no longer been dreaming or looking forward. I was just trying to keep the water below our lip, trying to keep the lights on spiritually. If I'm honest, I think a lot of us were feeling that way. And we felt that way spiritually. Just, if we can just, can we get back for in-person services? And we were shutting down for months at a time and back for six weeks. And then and I remember thinking, if we can just gather, if we can just get kids ministry running, if we can just um, make budget. And, and I realized in the middle of that, something in my heart started to awaken. And I said, God, where are the miracles? Where are the stories that we will look back years from now and tell our children and our grandchildren? Remember when God showed up? I want to tell stories. And God started to remind me as I walked down the street talking to myself, eating street meat, God started reminding me of the miracles it took to launch this church. Miracles when we started it. <laughs> me, me, you, Josh, and Maddie, and they were a lot shorter than they are now. And we just made an announcement. By the way, Nova Church, opening September 17th, 2017. And we had no plan, no people, no money. And look what God has done. And God started building faith in my heart. And I heard God whisper to me that day, I heard start God whisper in my heart. I mean, it was a whisper in the middle of the horns and the sirens and the chaos. I heard a whisper in my spirit, Mike, it's time to dream again. I'm telling you, it was a word from God and something took root. I heard him say, it's time to believe for a building. I got on the plane that day flying to Nashville to pray over their building and I'm walking around going, and they're saying the miracles. We met with this real estate agent and it shouldn't even happen. This people outbid us and this was going to be a development. But some reason, the people that owned the place wanted to give it to us and we got it at this price and look what God's done and this money. And I'm, I'm, I'm walking around seeing the, the miracles of God. I came home and shared with Nancy. I said, God's up to something. I feel like we need to start believing for a building. But we had no plan and we had no finances. And at that point, as a church, uh, we had no money set aside for a building. We were just surviving, and we were generous, and we were trying to keep the cafe open and still uh, help with homeless shelters and, and feed people and, and help pay for people's counseling, so much mental health counseling we've paid for this last couple of years, and just trying to be a blessing and trying to help our city. And, but something started to grow inside our heart. One month later, almost to the day, we get a, we get a, a text 
a call saying, would you meet with us? And the people in the church wanted to meet with us. And I, We don't take meetings anymore unless we know what they're about. It's just the stress level. Come on, you know what I'm saying? The worst text you can get is, can we talk? You're like, oh, God. Oh, God. You're like, no, no, I don't. It was, just, it was a text saying, hey, can we get together? Can we get together? We want to get together and, and, and talk over something. And we just felt a peace about it. And, and we love these people. And we just went over and had a meeting. And very quickly in this meeting, we've shared this, that um, they put a check on the table and slid it across the table. I'm reminded a month earlier, I walked out of a meeting where people said, hey, we're going to bless other churches in the city. I'm getting ready to go to a church where they're dedicating a building. And I heard God say, it's time to dream again. God spoke to us, it's time to start believing for a building. And Nancy flipped over that check. It was a check for $100,000 towards a building. So we want to talk today about facilities and what we believe God's saying to us as a church, both online and in person. We want to talk, what about facilities? What about a building? Where are we at right now? Well, first of all, you need to know the current reality of where we are. We love the space that we're in. We have a great relationship with the theater and the management. It's been wonderful. But rental costs between our office and this facility we are running right now $120,000 a year in rental costs. Because sometimes you could come into this building and think, well, man, like it's rent, it's so much cheaper than owning a building, and it is. But I just thought we'd make you aware today, and when we started crunching these numbers and looking at it, um, that's a significant amount of money every year that we'll never see again. 120000 That means over the next four years, because um, rent is going up. We were notified last month that rent is going up here. That the next four years, we'll be spending uh, half a million dollars in rent that we'll never see again. Um, just to keep at the level we're at right now. The current venue, its uh, availability is decreasing. Um, <laughs> right now, it's unavailable for eight weekends a year. There's a whole dance culture of competition and cheerleading and all this. And you know if you've been a part of our church, usually in the spring around March it starts, and it goes till about May. There's about eight weekends, two months, where we can't be in this venue. And we heard that that's increasing in the next couple of years. They're trying to drum up that business. It's great business, and it's good for them. It is. And that could grow to 10. That could grow to 12. That could easily become three months. Now we're talking one quarter of the year where we do are homeless and no longer have a facility. Um, that's what's happening in this building. Which reminds me of when we first started Nova, mm. and we had nothing, you guys. We had the den in our house that was literally from floor to ceiling full with, like, banners and, and promo and flags. And A-frames. I actually set up the flags in my living room. I was so excited. They were just positioned right between the pillars. We had the what's next wall in our kitchen. True story. I did it. I put that thing together by myself. What's next? A snack. That's what was next. Yeah. Baby um, bells is what's next. That's what humongous. was next. Yes. But, but you know, when, I, when we were praying together last night and this morning, I was thinking about the faith that it took to start Nova. It's the same faith that's going to continue. Mm. And our venue, though great, and we work really hard, our team and everyone, to be resourceful, um, practically it becomes a little bit of a problem. We, it's, I don't know if you've heard of the law of the lid. Like, we've basically hit the lid on Noah Kids. So, creatively, we have the cafeteria. When you walk in through the entrance, you'll see it there. Um, and we have all the classrooms for Nova Kids, which are the school-aged kids. And we've outgrown the cafeteria. How do you outgrow the cafeteria? It's an open space. But here's the thing. Now they're taking grade fives and sixes and moving them down the hallway. Grade fours and fives. We're like, then we bump them to the cafe area, and then we're like, that's not really working for authentic conversation. So then we're bumping them into a classroom, and our Nova Kids Junior, you've, you've checked your children in. The wing is beautiful, the three beautiful classrooms. Um, but again, the school is going to run a musical next year, so we're going to lose those classrooms. And um, the venue menu this year, Dear Jesus. I mean, remember the venue menu in the spring? Dear Lord, Friday I will tell night you, church, Monday night church, online church. I will church. brag us up and our staff. Like, we looked good. We had pizza nights. We had online church. We changed venues. I'm, I'm going to say a word that I said never say again. Okay. We pivoted very well. Pivoted, dear God. Yes. We pivoted um, very well. It is exhausting. However, here's the thing there was so much fruit 
that we could not give it we, all we had. Um, we moved to a different, it was Spatz Theater. That was double the cost. Um, we went online for Went a few online, weeks. which is just, I, I love our online campus. I just really love our gathering campus we as well. We also did Friday night church, Friday Monday night, night church. I know, and the children loved it. But here was the thing. We couldn't get our venue for Sunday, so we had to do it for Friday. And we couldn't run um, all our ministries like Nova Kids and Next Steps and all those things. But we were resourceful, and we did Friday nights. And I know still God is so faithful to us mm. because still some of the children are praying for Friday night pizzas. Yeah. Um, and that was challenging. That was challenging. The venue menu for those eight weeks. But what happens when that goes to three months? What happens if that goes to four months? Now it's not, well, it's inconvenient for a few weeks in the spring. We start looking at this going, what happens? What happens? (laughs) And because God's blessing us, we don't fit in the average, and there's not a lot of spaces. So we as a leadership have started a conversation of a permanent facility. A conversation. So, so let me tell you. With lots of moving pieces, people. Let me tell you what we don't know, and there's a lot we don't know. We don't know where we're going to have this building. So exciting, isn't it? Yep. It's not going to be Moncton, I can tell you that. <laughs> we don't know the timing. We don't know when. Nope. We don't know. We don't know if this is a two-year journey, three-year journey, five-year journey. We don't know. We don't know the timing. Mm-mm. We don't know if it's going to be a new build with new land. We don't know if it's that. We don't know if it's a renovation. We don't know if it's an existing building that right now some other business is in and we have to renovate it. We don't know. No clue. Here, but we do know this, that we were planted by God. We were started by God. God built this church. We know that. And if God is with us, He'll help us in this next season. We're called to change lives. Um, Church, again, you guys, you're beautiful, amazing people, and you're the best to make connections with others. Mm. And gathering is is what we want to do. We never intended to just have a handful of people. Mm. We intended and believed God that he would bring all of us together so that we could connect with people genuinely yeah. and reflect Jesus personally to yeah. others. We, we want to change lives, so we want to grow. Yeah. We want to get bigger. We want more people to come in. We want more f- families. We want more kids. Mm. We want more babies. We want to change lives for the kingdom. So we want to invite you today to start to dream with us. And we want to unpack some vision of what we see. Again, we don't have many answers. Uh, but we have some dreams, and we feel like we have a word from God. Mm -hmm. So we want to invite you to dream with us about a building, really a legacy. Um, It's not about having a space. It's about having a place to call home. And our uh, legacy is someone you raise, not something you build. Our legacy is not a building. Our legacy is people. But we believe God's calling us. This next step is to start a journey towards a permanent home. So today, we're asking you to come alongside and start dreaming with us. Do I have any dreamers in the place? Any dreamers in the place? Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's dream. Here's what we see a permanent facility looking like. We actually call it affectionately like a three-legged stool. It's kind of built on these three premises and these three ideas. And um, Nancy, why don't you share the first one, what we see the first leg of the stool looking like. You have the squeaky stool, by the way. I do. Squeaky stool. Um, It meets the needs of our church's ministry needs on a weekly basis. So we also run um, ministries out of an office that we have on Blue Water Road. And we have young adults, we have Nova groups, we have worship practice, we have Nova youth. Youth. All of those ministries operate from this tiny little office that we renovated. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that felt like we needed faith, huge faith to take on that. Um, So that's where we need growth because we have that little office and we have this for Sundays, but we're missing components of what we want to build further for Mm -hmm. Nova. We want a space that our youth can um, not be smushed in there and have to depend on the weather so that if it's a larger group, we can entertain them outside for a little while and then move them inside. In the last few weeks, it's been such a large group. They meet outside to play games (laughs) and and then go in for the challenging of the word. We believe the space big enough that they don't have to do that anymore. Um, we our Nova groups, our Nova groups occupy that uh, lots of evenings in our office, which is fantastic mm. because not everybody can open up their home, not everybody can do those things. Yeah. So as a church, we want to be able to be that resource for people to gather because Nova groups is really um, such a connection maker where people really do get to trust one another and walk yeah. out their faith in all their seasons. Yeah, we see a building that fits the needs of our church. Yep. Listen, we would love to have evening services once a month. We said, hey, we want to come together and do a worship night. 
Sometimes it feels like the worship is really short in here. To have a night go, we're going to do a worship night, mm-hmm. and then we're going to pray for people. We don't have the availability to do that right now. Mm-hmm. What would happen if we had a space where maybe we said, hey, end of January, we're going to do prayer nights. But on the end of January, on a Friday night, we're going to open up the church. We're going to worship for an hour. We're going to believe for God to move on people's lives. What if? What if we wanted to have a conference? What if we wanted to believe that the youth can have their own service and they can invite their friends to, that we can have a young adult service and actually invite the colleges and universities? What if we see a building that seats an auditorium of at least 500 people and doing multiple services? We see a place with amazing kids' ministry and a cafe that works on Sundays and lobby that's fun. We see a space that meets the need of our church. We also see a, a second leg of the stool is something that helps the community. I think one of the great tragedies for me is when I drive by a church and I see the parking lot empty except for Sunday mornings. We have no desire to have a building that is only used on Sundays. We want to see a building that the community is better because that building exists. We see it as a building that gathers the community for groups and events during the week. Our dream is to walk into uh, our building in the middle of the week and people have no idea who we are, but they're there because the building is a blessing to the community. And we don't know what that looks like. It could be that that's where ASL, uh, English as a, an additional second language, and people are going there It's uh, for free um, language classes. We don't know if it's a place where maybe single parents can go get their taxes done for free, and they're going in there in, in the springtime to get their taxes done and make sure their finances are helped and in order. We don't know if it's um, a place where there's place for pe- people play sports. We don't know if it's a place for businesses to rent to have their board meetings. We don't know. But we see it as a place that the community will go, we're better as a community because that building is there, because that church had faith, because that church exists. We actually have a place to gather as a community for the needs we have. We believe it will be a place for the social, for the community to gather, a place that will be uh, with, brimming with people all week long and that the, the community will be benefited because of our building. We also see it as a place that generates income, three-legged stool. Mm-hmm. It would be a place that actually makes money through rentals to help with the building costs which allows us to keep our focus and our budget resources on still reaching the community and beyond. The last thing we want is to become house poor. That we are so focused on a building that we can't do backpack for kids. We can't meet needs in our city when they come up. We can't feed people that have food shortages. That we can't pay for counseling and provide counseling for people that need mental health counseling. That we can't find a need and help all these places that we've been helping. We don't want to be a church that's so focused on power and lights and mortgage that we can't be the mission that we have to change our city. So we see a building that we actually rent out. And we don't know what that looks like. We don't know. We don't know if that means there's sporting component that we rent out to places for different sporting groups. We don't know if that means there's smaller offices we rent out to small businesses that are there during the week on the outside of the building for, uh, that have started a business that need a small office space. We don't know if it means that we um, have a coffee place that they rent from us and they have a coffee shop. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. But we do know we want something that generates income that help cover the cost of the building, a percentage of it, so we can keep our focus, our mission, and our finances mm-hmm. aimed outwards and right. grow that to change a city, to change a province, change a country, and change a world. Mm-hmm. So make no mistake, we're not building a society. We're not going to be a community center. We are the church, right. the hope of the world, mm-hmm. with, filled with purpose in our community where people work, play, eat. However, we believe that we, there's a practical side. Mm-hmm. We can generate income that will help with the venue, with the facility. And mm-hmm. we feel like God would help us with creative ideas on how to do that, that best comes alongside our purpose and mission can as you, a church. Can you picture that building? Can you picture that building? We don't know where it is. We don't know when. We don't know how much it's going to cost. We have a lot we don't know. But I have a dream. We have this vision of a place that is brimming with ministry and people being helped, the community knowing where it is and loving it, but also helping financially so that we can continue to keep blessing other churches. I want, we want to be that church that actually reaches up and helps other churches. We want to, we are an influential church and a church of resource, Mm -hmm. and we see that only growing. So we believe now is the time to start the journey towards making it a reality. Launching today, we start the journey towards making it real. Why am I emotional? I don't even know. I love your heart. So we're going to start focusing together as a church on giving now towards a permanent facility. To date, get ready to celebrate this next slide when it goes up. Because if you're wondering how to respond to this, you're going to celebrate. To date. So we're starting today, but God is so good. Since November last year till to date, generous giving from outside our church and also people inside our church 
and because of our own saving and budgeting and Again, amazing for our board and our finance team for helping us with our budget. Amazing. Today, we are starting. Again, we're starting this journey, but we're starting it with $300,000 already in the account. Already. Already. I think what's really interesting, and I know you're a little bit emotional, um, which you are not an emotional person, but it makes me think um, God just stepped in and did this ahead of us. It was never our idea, if I could say. Mm. It was we've always prayed God's will for this church. And, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that we were jumping for joy at trying to navigate what it would look like to grow out of this venue um, to, you know, the law of the lid. But God himself has started to move financially, and so it's actually we're, become, we're like, we better catch it's up. It's actually become hilarious because we get calls <laughs> from in-house and out-house. Can you share about this morning? No. Oh, come on. You can share in a minute. Okay. It's actually become hilarious now because we get calls from people inside and outside, and we're like, God, what are you, like, it's obvious what you're doing, but we're not ready. I don't know if we have the strength or the grit no, to do this. We don't have a plan. And we've we had don't have conversations. We're trying our best to, to have the conversations, but it's difficult. And then, you know, the last five years, we've been thinking about it. We've blessed our city and beyond. Yeah. You know what's interesting? We've never taken an offering for Nova besides regular giving. We've never taken a special offering for Nova if you've been here for five years. Our first offering, never forget the first Christmas, we took one for the feeding program of this school. Right. Mm -hmm. And $12,000 came in, and we paid for the feeding program for this yeah. school for a whole year. We, we, we've taken offerings for, you know, for others in the city globally, yeah. um, for um, the addiction center, which we love in our city. We've taken it to help the homeless. We've taken it for global missions, for ministries around the world. But we've never taken a special offering for Nova. I don't know if you've noticed, but even when we give away to foster care or we gave to the, the homeless shelter, we never took an offering. We took it out of our resources. We've never taken a special offering for Nova, but we believe it's time to give to our future. Our mission. And so we're announcing today um, a legacy offering that we're going to take between now and December 18th. This is all giving above tithes and offerings, our normal giving. This is extra giving above and beyond. And this offering, be very clear, this offering comes in the next three weeks, will move the conversation forward as we meet and plan as a leadership to clarify this plan and try to narrow down timing, location, costs, this offering at the end of this year, right now, this legacy offering, will move the conversation forward. Time is going to be a special piece that we need faith for. Um, time is, we're not afraid of it, um, but we do want to start. We do want to Why don't you share today start. what happened today? So here we are this morning. We went, um, again, down some of the nooks and crannies that we have here at the venue, and Mike and I um, were passed an envelope today, and it said open privately. And, again, that could be sketchy, but it wasn't. Yeah. And um, Looking for anthrax, looking for a bomb. <laughs> you never know. It could be a lot of things. You're a great church. We yeah. have lots of faith. Yes. Um, anyhow, we, we went down around the hallway, and, and the kids were playing hide-and-seek which just fills my heart. And um, I opened this envelope, and it is a check for $10,000 just this morning, for like just a few hours ago, for the conversation of what we're doing. And I will tell you this. God winks at me every time that I start to feel a little um, like it's overwhelming. Every single check that has come in has been a sign of his faithfulness. Every single time. And you just heard it's like three, over $300,000. 310 now. 310 today. Um, and, you know, God knows my heart, and I'm not going to be overwhelmed. I'm an overcomer in Jesus, and the mantle that we have on us as leaders is to take this church mm. um, and its people and the Holy Spirit and glorify God, but we do feel so humbled mm. when this happens, that he moves behind closed doors and nooks and crannies and says, no, no, here you go. Here's a little something for your faith. So we believe as a it's, church, it's time to start the journey and, yeah. and bring it back to <laughs> it's you. It's starting without us. We may as well get on board, people. We and, may as and well. And now we're asking for your faith and your appetite to hear the miracles of God in your heart, to see you 
what we can do together. And I also want to let you know that others outside Nova are very excited about what God's doing and they're adding faith. And yes. we want to show you one video in a moment of a couple of pastors in Calgary, Alberta, who they heard that we were having this conversation and we were having a legacy offering. And they said, we want to get in on this. So can you watch this video from Pastors Jonathan and Natasha Lambert from Experience Church in Calgary? Hey, Nova Church, Jonathan and Natasha Lambert here from Experience Church in Calgary, Alberta. We have had the honor and privilege of spending some time with your pastors this year, Pastor Mike and Pastor Nancy, and we love them and their family, and we love what God is doing in your house in Halifax. Absolutely. As we started to hear from them, some vision for the future, the dreams that God's put in their heart, and then when we heard that there's a, a building campaign, we thought, man, we have to get in on the action. Yes. We have to invest. Uh, Nova Church is good ground. Nova Church is great soil. And so we're really excited uh, to be giving a, a small donation from our church to yours, $17,500, so that we can get in on the action. We're believing, um, not just in the vision of your pastors, but in the potential of your church, and know that God wants to continue to draw people close to Him as a result of your ministry. So here's to new ground, new territory, new opportunities, and a new home. Come on. Can we, can we give a round of applause for Experience Church? Yeah. People are excited. And you're going to hear the next couple weeks of other people that have joined um, from away. And then also some, from some of you that are going, hey, we're believing in this season that we're going to partner, we're going to give. And you're going to hear about that. This is the, the quote that goes through my mind today. Vision moves at the speed of resources. Some of you go, well, I don't know about the vision. What about the timing? What about the location? What's it going to look like? How much is it going to cost? All I can tell you is vision moves at the speed of resources. I believe as we join our resources, the vision will pick up pace. And I believe that it's, it's nearer than we think. God is up to something. And I think it's now is the time, now is the opportunity to dream again and to start to build a legacy, something that will outlive us, that our children's grandchildren will be a part of. We can go back and go, remember this miracle? Remember that miracle? Remember when we sowed? Remember when we invested? Look what God has done. And there's coming a day we'll be sitting in places. We'll be worshiping in rooms. We'll see people coming to Jesus and community being helped. And we'll sit there going, remember when? Look what God did. Look what God did when a people got together and said, I want to be a part. I want to dream together. And I want to encourage you to get your hopes up. Our hopes are, are high today. That God is up to something. God has started it. He'll see it through. And he's looking for partners. He's looking for people to join their faith. And I say, God, use us. We're going to give significantly to this. We're believing that people in this church and people from outside this church are going to say, hey, Nova's good ground. It's good ground. Halifax is a good place for God to do something and get our hopes up. So how are you going to give today? You can see it there. It's our normal way to give, but all you're going to do is you're going to note it on the bottom. If it's an e-transfer or at the debit terminal, legacy on your donation. Legacy. I'll be honest, if you put the word building, they'll figure it out as well. But legacy <laughs> will work. And today we're handing out these legacy cards. When you leave here today, everyone's going to get one of these. Can I encourage you? Even if you're like, hey, we only need one. Our kids don't need one. Get one for your kids. Here's what we're asking you today. It says on the front, if you're going to live, I love this quote by Maya Angelou. If you're going to live, leave a legacy. Make a mark on the world that cannot be erased something permanent. Here's what we're asking you to do today. We're asking you to pray. I need you to pray. I believe every time we gather, listen, small group leaders, when we gather, we pray for a building now. <laughs> Young adults, if you're meeting for dinner, pray. lunch, pray over the meal and ask for a building. When we're meeting as services, we're going to pray for a building. When you meet as families in your devotions, pray for a building. Put this on your mirror, put it on your fridge, put it in your car, put it somewhere. And we're going to believe, we're going to pray. We're asking you to pray consistently for God to lead us to a permanent facility. Don't fall into temptation of not having any faith at all. Even faith the size of a mustard seed is powerful enough for God to move. He doesn't move based on our need. He moves according to your faith. Yeah. Pray, pray for God to move. You. And listen, and listen yeah. when you pray. We also want you to pray and ask God to 
what your contribution, what your contribution should be during yes. this legacy offering from now to the 18th. That's where we're going to count it, and we're going to announce the t- total here on a Sunday of the 18th. Uh, and we're going to celebrate what God's up to. We're going to celebrate. But would you prayerfully consider what God wants you as a family to do? Um, and then also, would you give above and beyond tithes and offerings up to the 18th? And all offerings will be used to move the conversation forward. And we have conversations planned, and we're going to have more conversations. And we believe vision moves at the speed of resources. And we believe God is up to something. And on the card, you'll see this information here, how to give, how to note it, and all those things. But would you pray? Would you stand with us? And we'll believe together. Amen? Let's guys, stand together today. The Bible says in Jeremiah 33.3, something that I've been standing on since this whole journey of what it was going to look like for a venue and different things. And it says, call to me and I will answer you. And it says right here, God tells us two things and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I think we're in a really good position. There's a lot we don't know. (laughs) But he says, just call on me and I will tell you great and unsearchable things. He sets it up. He's not saying, oh, if you have a hint or if you have an idea. He says, no, no. Unsearchable things that you don't know. Me, we have no clue. But I know we're asking. We're asking. Yeah. I realized I never read my verse in Jeremiah. You forgot. I just had to help you out there a little little bit. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me, me, and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. We feel like this is a verse for this season. We feel like we're going to call to him in prayer. Thank you, God. We've asked God, God, where are the dreams? We felt like God started to answer us and tell us great and unsearchable things that we do not know. We have a lot of things we don't know. Thank you, God. But we believe God is speaking, God is moving, and God has a great plan for our church. Amen. Amen. God is up to something. Amen. We're going to believe today as we launch this legacy offering over the next three weeks, that God's going to do something and start this journey. Thank you. Can we sing this song together as we Thank pray? God. We're going to sing this song and we're going to dismiss. Let's join our faith together. He's a good God. People come on. Come together. Let's sing. Strangers, neighbors, our blood is one. Children, generation. Every nation of kingdom come. Come on, sing it out. So don't let your heart be troubled. Hold your head up high. Don't fear no evil. Fix your eyes on this one truth. God is madly in love with you. Take courage, hold on.
you heaven let the praise go up as the walls come down oh creation everything with breath repeat the sound of his children clean and pure hearts good grace good god his name is jesus come on sing it out with all we got swing wide oh you heavens let the praise go up as the walls go down oh creation everything with breath repeat the sound of his children clean and pure hearts good grace good god his name is jesus Feel free to say amen. Oh my. Oh, Let's go. Come on, God. Us. Whatever you want to say today, yes, join your voice. Jesus. Father, we agree together right my now. God. We pray for a permanent facility. God, we have a lot of questions. We don't have a lot of answers, but we do know this that you are good and you are God. And our heads are up and our hopes are high. So we're God, we're asking that you would provide us wisdom and direction and finances in the right place, in the right time, in the right location. God, would you bring us to the right place for a permanent facility? We agree together. Yes. We agree together. Yes. And God, help us as a church speak to us as we My join God, into this yes. and build a legacy. Yes. Father, thank you for what you're doing. Thank, thank you God. for what you've done. And thank you what you're about to do. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. 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 We love you, church. Amen. We celebrate today. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday morning. Have an amazing week. Of his children.